Hello, Ear Dip listeners. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. You close your eyes. We're in your dreams. You open them up. We're in your reality. When I say we, I, I really just mean me. When you close your eyes and you dream about me. When you open your eyes, you think about me. I mean, you're, you're daydreaming about EDP. It's got a special place in your heart, soul, and mind. And I hope that that's the truth. My prayers, my hopes, my dreams will become reality. Anyway, just listen to this song. love valentine's day was a couple days ago two days it was on sunday we're recording this on a, on tuesday the 16th so what better guest to have on this week of love than my smoking beautiful wife whom i love abigail joy palo hi hello how are you i'm doing pretty good yeah pretty good uh, you look so good Sitting there on the couch. Stop it! You're you're just sitting Stop there, it. looking like a like a like a freaking gorge, like a like a gorgeous uh, potato. Thank you. I meant that in the, like I meant that in the sweetest way you possible. Know, like potatoes, like someone's like, oh, I look like a potato. No, but like That's a gorgeous like, girl, 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 girl. Listen, you look like a gorgeous potato. People love potatoes. I love potatoes. They go with everything, dude. I know. Home fries in the morning. Listen, Ooh. listen, listen. French um, fries for lunch, dude. A little mashed potato. You said French fries, and I know we're boycotting McDonald's. We're boycotting McDonald's. It sounds it sounds really good right now. No. We're boycotting McDonald's. They're the people, they disrespected me. I I never got my mobile order. I lost $17 and they gave me attitude. And they never paid it back. And they never paid it back. In currency or... Apology. Apology. So we're boycotting McDonald's. But, Abby, I had you on. You're my wife. I love you, obviously. That's that's a given. Uns- that's unspoken. There's no need to speak it because everyone's like, dude, look at the way he looks at her. Look at the way Danny... You can just tell he's thinking about it right now because he's, he's he's got hearts in his eyes. He's got a song on his lips. He's got he's got goosebumps on the back of his. What's going on with him? I'm, I'm at, the, at, the, at the moment, I wasn't doing well. I was very cold. Forgot my jacket at home. But the goose, the the eyes and the hearts, the hearts and the eyes. That's real. And a song on the lips. Always, girl. I don't think we need to. No, a, I don't think we need to do this. There's some things that don't need to go on the podcast. Yeah, this is one of them. So, uh, as recently, 
few days ago, I put on Instagram. Uh, if anybody had questions for us, for uh, for love, relationships, advice, as as the true ear dippers know, I am the love doctor. Throwing that, bringing that back, dude. Hollering it back from what two years ago. I'm the love doctor. That's just who I am. I I bleed relationship information. I just know it. You are you're my you're my you're my co- you're you're like my my nurse who preps. You're like the nurse who who goes in asks the questions. I come in and I say, hey, I'm looking at these answers that my nurse questioned you with, and you you look like you look like you're single. Okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Can t- go on. So we had a few people ask questions, and we're only gonna touch a base on th- uh, just three. We got time for three. That's it. First off. One person asks, and we'll keep them anonymous. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Are can uh, the first question is can friends with benefits ever be healthy? No. Why do you say that? Because already, if you breach physical intimacy outside of a relationship, dare I say marriage? Dare I, I say marriage? I dare. You I dare. Little, little kids out here having premarital kiss, kissing parties? Yeah, right, dude. Stop it, not first a, of all. Not on my watch. But when you breach that and you go past that, it creates a false intimacy. Oh, snap. And if you're just friends, and I put quotes, quotes, quotes around friends. There are quotes, friends, quotes. There is no way that it is going to end positively. Because you're creating that false intimacy with each other without actually expressing feelings. And I know you have feelings. I know you do. That's good. That's good stuff. That's all, that's all I got. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm, this is what I'm saying. And the, the, the year was 2012. Hollywood, for whatever reason, put out two movies at the same time. One called No Strings Attached, the other called Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember which movie was what, but all I know is Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman were in one, and Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis were in the other. Mm-hmm. And they our were, daughter's namesake. Our, do- our daughter's namesake. And they both tried to have a no strings attached, quote unquote. And it didn't. And work. they fell in love. So if you want to fall in love, get a friends with benefits. That's what we're saying. Next, Next question. question. Uh, uh, oh, snap. This is a heavy question. Can. can a relationship ever heal from cheating? Yes. <sighs> Snap. And I have been cheated on. Not by me. In all of my relationships. Okay, not by you, but. <laughs> Jeez. Just let's let's put that. Not, I have never cheated. I've never done. <laughs> Girl, you just threw that out there. In all of my relationships, <laughs> including this one. <laughs> In pa- all no, of past, Danny has never cheated on me. In all of past but relationships, yes, I believe you can move on from it because it's a choice. It's just a matter of do you want this to work? Yeah. But there's a saying: once a cheater, always a cheater. And it's difficult unless you got you know unless there's been some sort of uh, transformation char- characterly characteristically. Are we talking about in a relationship or in a marriage? Because that's very different. Uh, Yeah, yes, both are very different. 
I think marriage is I would say is in heavier. a relationship, like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, if they're cheating on you, then they're going to cheat on you later. They're going to cheat on you later. In a marriage, and it all has to do with the person. Are yes. they remorseful? That's that would be my thing. Like I would look at how they told. Did they tell me or did I find out? Were mm. they remorseful or were they prideful? Like what? It just depends on the situation. But I believe yes, people can overcome and people do overcome cheating all the time. Just look at the Clintons. They're, okay. ha- they're Next happier question. as ever. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Why do? You, why does it? Why are you guys goals? Why are you and Abby goals? We're just. I'm telling you, dude, I'm the freaking love doctor, dude. Okay, that's not why. You hear the wisdom my wife is spitting over here? The love nurse? <laughs> Please, never. The nurse Don't, of love? No. Ugh. Don't include me in that. In that little whatever that is. Listen, and Abby and I, we talked about this last night outside of this question. It's just because we're best friends. Yeah. Best friends, we communicate, dude. Mm-hmm. That's number one, dog. We over communicate. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're like, hey, good morning. I'm like, I didn't like the way you said good morning to me. And you're like, Danny, that was so annoying. I was like, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you. You're my best friend. Anyway, we're best friends. <laughs> we're and best not friends. in the sense of like, oh, yeah, my husband's my best friend. And then you secretly fight and, and do whatever. Yeah. Do we fight? Absolutely. Like some sometimes I think we forget that we're supposed to be like romantic with each other. I never. Because, I because never. we just mess around and we just goof off all but the time. we're but we're in love of like, course i'm i feel like i'm pretty romantic i'm thoughtful of you all the time <laughs> just are you trying to make me look terrible no no no, no. i just because i feel like you're making me look terrible no, i'm just saying <laughs> you're like we just we're not romantic anymore like when we're sitting on the couch <laughs> like talking it's like it's more like to it's easy yeah it's just it's easy listen boy if you're dude guys guys listen to me if your girlfriend or fiance, dude, it's not easy to talk to them. Dude. Kick uh, to the curb. Uh, from park to reverse. Uh, 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 don't kick them to the curb. But just like pack their bags with them and leave them on the, on yeah, the curb. I'm not saying like actually don't kick, kick them, them. But nicely put them over, put them there. Nice. Yeah, because you'll find. Because my thing was when we started dating. You made me laugh. You were easy to talk to. And so I imagined 80 years from now, oh, he's still going to be making me laugh. And he's still going to be easy to talk to. So Absolutely. It worked. It we done. got married. Look at us. We have a... We have a Air high five. Yeah. And we, nice. got a, we, got a, we got a cute baby. We do. She's one years old. Toddler now. She's walking. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Don't call her a toddler. She's walking. That's the rule. Once she starts walking, once a baby she's, starts walking, it's she's a toddler. Still my baby, she's newborn, toddler. And then once you're crawling, it's like an infant. But then once you're walking, you're a toddler. She's eating solids, dude. I don't talk she about knows it. how to say goodbye. She does, it's and she really gives cute. us kisses. Let's wake her up. All right, nope. <laughs> she's she'll, not that cute. <laughs> she'll ruin the podcast. So there was something else I wanted to talk about. I can't remember what it was. So should we just dive into the, the thickness? Do you remember what it was? No. Remember, I was like, "Let's do. Let's talk about that too." Oh, okay. Our neighbor. We've got some hot goss. Dude, we got, but it's not gossip. It's Don't say not. that. So it's a. It's a facts. Super Bowl Sunday. The Everybody's day of, having a great time. The day of right? the Super Bowl. Not Sunday. us. Not us. There's a snowstorm. We were supposed to go over to a friend's house, and have a really great food and hang out. COVID style. 
of course. But then a snowstorm hit, so we were stuck in our apartment. And everything was fine. But we should back it up to when we moved to Stanford. We soon found out that our downstairs neighbor was crazy. Yeah, and I think I've talked about this before. If you haven't, our downstairs neighbors is she's she's I would say clinically crazy. Not just like oh she's crazy, she's she's kind of nuts. Like I believe we like, believe she's been put in a padded cell before. Yeah, so that's another thing. We can hear everything. But she was on the phone, started yelling and screaming. Danny is a pacer. And so, which I can see can get annoying. Like, of course, you have people living above you. But that's what you sign up for when you live in a condo or when you live in an apartment. You have to deal with those kind of, with having neighbors. Yes, deal with it, Christine. Danny, listen. So anyway, she's on the phone. She is yelling. It's not abnormal for her to be doing this she's drunk um danny's pacing and all of a sudden she starts slamming on our wall telling us to shut up she's using some profanities yeah but you know we've never responded we've never reacted to it i get very annoyed and very angry but i never do anything and then i guess her mom or her sister came over at some point and they started like fist fighting or physically it got physical so we had to call the cops from our perspective her sisters are are more well established trying to help her and chemically balanced this is such like a downer why are we talking about this anyway well long story short we call the cops we call the cops because you know we've never called the cops before but it was ours it was ours started to escalate yeah and and we wanted to we called to the cops mainly to protect make sure her sisters were safe which I also wanted her gone because it was hours and hours yeah. of it. Which which actually worked out too because it seemed that as the police were coming in, they started to call them. They started to call the police. But we already did. We already did. So we kind of hooked them up. Yeah. You're welcome downstairs, neighbors, sisters. Um, she didn't go easily. No, she didn't. We were sitting here, All just sudden, enjoying our, ourselves. We were watching something. Yeah. Oh, we we just I paused we, it. We were just finishing the X Men movies. It started to get juicy, so I paused it because I saw like five cop cars. Five cop up. cars. And then all of a sudden it's silent and she's screaming at well, then she starts screaming at the cop, and then we hear a taser. <laughs> we hear a taser. And then she got I tased. Out, I look out the window and these like three cops are trying to carry her, and she just decides to sit down in the snow and they like had to start dragging her and then they just stopped. So anyway. They took her away, and we have not seen her since. That was that was a week, over ago. A week ago. Yeah, week in, week in a day. Super Bowl Sunday. It has been very peaceful. It has. It has been. Look at us. So there's an there's an upside. There is an upside. So speaking of crazy people, oh, Abby, here we go. This is the this is really the bulk of what I wanted to talk to you about, and uh, you you have been for whatever reason getting really into these these documentary series, you know, 2020, uh, true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just discovered on Netflix, I believe, the uh, the, the Scientology documentary. Yes. Now, Leah Romini, if you don't know who that is, she was, she her biggest role was probably from King of Queens with Kevin James. It was a TV show back, in, I want to say in the early 2000s on uh, ABC, one of those, one of the it was on it was a network television TV show. It was very funny. I watched it growing up as a kid, and I liked it. 
So Leah Romini, turns out she is, duh, 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 she was at the time a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. Now, what did she do? Pick up from here, Abby. Tell, tell the people what they want to hear about science. It's important about to know that I am an Enneagram 5. Let's just start there. I love learning things. I love having just an endless, because I'm so wise and so smart. I just love Truly. being knowledgeable. And so documentaries are actually my way of relaxing. While other people might stress them out, or it's just like they can't even fathom relaxing and watching a documentary. It intrigues me and it relaxes me. Just whatever documentary I can find. Um, and so I started watching this Scientology documentary because one, I knew her as an actress. Yeah. I was like, okay, I've I've grew up hearing about Scientology and uh, Tom Cruise and you know all these celebrities, John Travolta that are in Scientology, but I never actually knew like what they believed, what um, kind of things that they practiced, whatever. So I'm like, okay this is interesting let's mm-hmm. let's give it a watch and it is like i think they have several seasons on there so i got real excited yeah there's like, like three this, seasons yeah. right i was like this is a long haul it might be five i'm not sure oh, wow. um so i started watching it and it was just crazy stuff crazy stuff it's so, absolutely insane so let's take it from, let's take it all the way back to the beginning i think it started in what the 1960s 50s i believe the 1950s uh, what was this this guy's name? Hubbard. Hubbard. Ron, Ron L. Hubbard. He was in the Navy. He was a vet, uh, obviously he was a Navy vet, and he created this. He he wrote this book called Dianetics, right? Yeah. And it was pretty much on. It was it was all about self reliance. Like how can you make yourself be the best that you can be mm-hmm. through, um, you know, good deeds, living a good life. Things like that. Mm-hmm. And it had, it seemed as if it had kind of picked up right really quickly as this yeah, almost was, religious cult. It was being promised if you, you know, and it, it, it developed later on through the years. Like if you yeah. go and you join Scientology and you take the courses and you move up in the tiers, then you are going to be successful financially. You're going to have a successful family, a successful marriage. And so it targets those people that are wanting more out of life and Mm -hmm. don't know where to find it. And there you have these well-established people saying like, well, I can help you. All you have to do is sign up for Dianetics course or, or whatever. And so they wrote these people in and. And big names, a lot, a lot of big names. Yeah. That it was, they were cut. They were these, uh, like these these poster children for Scientology, like Tom Cruise, which is the mm-hmm. biggest the biggest name in Scientology, and even in it's one of the biggest names in Hollywood, and uh, uh, John Travolta, Katie Holmes, Leah Remini for a time. I just found out too, Giovanni Giovanni uh, Giovanni Ribisi was in mm-hmm. it, which kind of bummed me out because I like him. But yeah, it doesn't mean that they're in it anymore. They might have just not publicly. That's a mm-hmm. whole thing. But they have these celebrities, but then they also have um, like people who've made a a like a career out of it yeah so there there is oh my gosh i cannot think of it it's the base like the like the the sea the sea org oh the my gosh there it org. Is. so they have the sea org like the sea organization yeah and that's basically where people go when 
they want to just like dedicate their lives to Scientology. Yeah, for like to do the good works and yeah. to help the world. And-, and so, so, and to take the courses until they reach, I think the level eight is the highest, whatever. It's been a while. It's been a, like a month since I've seen it. So I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. everything. But um, they have these people, they come into the Sea Org and they sign a billion year contract a billion year contract and so their lives are just completely like dedicated to scientology and to the people of scientology and so this has been going on since the 50s and ronnell hubbard i believe is his name um was on the sea org like never left whatever yeah and it's because he was in the navy the sea org is very like there's there are a lot of similarities between the two like by the way they dress is very nautical mm-hmm. uh very um navy-esque yeah he definitely got his inspiration very but even militant. some of the things that he said about his military career ended up being lies that yeah um, he was people proved later he was like he was this successful war hero who had all of these medals but there were uh, well he said he put in his book that he was injured and medically discharged honorably whatever mm-hmm. and that he overcame being shot mentally and so that was kind of like his testimony to dianetics that he was able to walk and talk because from after getting wounded in the war because he was able to overcome it by his mind and so yeah. people were like oh my gosh are you kidding me but then they didn't like a, a military expert kind of go and see the medals that that there were and he's like okay this purple heart that he received wasn't even in circulation until like this specific model yeah. of purple heart yeah. wasn't in circulation until There's years tons after of stuff like that yeah and all his medals turned out to be flukes mm-hmm. and uh, uh even they, they even did like they even went back to the navy records and saw that his military career wasn't wasn't anything, anything special yeah. it was nothing yeah but but they're the scientology's upper people were saying like oh that's just you know the they i forgot the word for it right they uh they kind of covered they covered it up you know to protect him or mm-hmm. to to hide the fact that he actually went through all these things uh, uh the scientology is a mess yeah. so leah ramini to tie her back in creates this netflix documentary she left in 2012 2000 I don't remember. She left several years ago out of Scientology. It was really thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. It was it was really hard on her, and well, she grew up in it. She grew up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Her her mom, her mom put her in, and the the whole family dynamic with Scientology is super bizarre. It's insane. Yeah. This is what makes it a cult, in my opinion, is they they don't have the mother father role in Scientology, and so what what I was getting with at the Sea Org with the Sea Org is that these parents who um, buy into Scientology, they want to be a part of Scientology. The thing with joining the Sea Org, which is signing the billion year contract and just being slaves to um, Scientology, you don't have to pay for the courses if you join the Sea Org. And so these courses can run like $10,000 for a, an eight hour course. So they're expensive. And Leah Ramini even said she's spent millions with Scientology, which is how they make 
their money, which is how they have so many yeah. um, buildings across how who knows where. But what these parents will do and what happened to her was they want their kids to grow up in Scientology. They want to them to be knowledgeable and everything in Scientology to have successful lives. So they give their kids to the Sea Org at a very young age. And so they just drop them off and say bye. And they, or, ne and they never see them again, right? And they never see them again. Or they go with them and then they're completely separated. So like her mom wasn't her mom anymore. Yeah. yeah. The, she as a kid belonged to the Scientology, um, you know, upper, how do you say it? Like the like the administration the, the admin yeah the scientology administration like those were her parents yeah. and her mom was just you know just somebody another else. person yeah and that's and it's completely normal too yeah. uh so leah rumini she makes this this five season documentary talking about uh and talking with other former scientologists people who were in scientology for a good chunk of time and had gotten out and how their lives had completely changed and they have some in, in Scientology, they have really big names. Uh, David, something, what not David. Uh, they, she had she, pretty much her co host of the whole the season, the whole five seasons. Oh, yeah. He, is, he, he was the former international president, not mm -hmm. international president, in, uh, international affairs of Scientology. Yeah. So yeah. He, he saw everything. He, he and uh, the leader. Uh, of Scientology, whose name is David Miscavige, which we'll get into. We'll get into later. They were they worked hand in hand. They yeah, were, like he was were, like his right hand man, yeah. pretty much. And uh, and it's unbelievable the stories that you would hear from these people who had left Scientology. Yeah. So, for example, if a um, if someone in a family decides to leave Scientology, they the people that the family members that still remain in Scientology have to do what is called disconnecting. And so they cannot talk. They can't be around. Yeah. They can't commute. Like no form of communication is allowed to be had between the family members in Scientology and the family member that left. So, and it's, and it's all seen as like this, this, Oh, we're helping them by not mm -hmm. by, ign by, exactly. by like they'll come they back. Exist. They'll come back. Yeah. Um, but the people that end up leaving realize, and it's actually really sad because a lot of these people have spent 25 to 40 to 50 years in Scientology. And when they get out there, they realize um, this is not at all what they said that it was because they're mm -hmm. not allowed to access the Internet or anything outside of the world of the, their little bubble. And so they're being told that Scientology is just doing these amazing things for the earth and for the world and that yeah and they thousands upon thousands of people are joining left and right and, and they when truly they, believe that only they are doing good work yeah like they like everybody else is a terrible human being and only they are the good ones and so when they get out then they realize you know what we know about scientology that it's crazy yeah. that it's not abusive at times it's abusive yeah. it's not you know as people who are outside of the church um it's just it's not as big as they say it is in fact um i i forget her name his name but her co-host in the in the series said that um they have these like big events once a year where everybody's required to be like you have and if you can't be there you have to have like a note 
as to why you cannot be there. And so it's like this big gala event Mm. where they put these videos together saying how much Scientology is growing in other countries. And he even admitted that, you know, he was instructed to tell people that there were millions of people in Australia with that have joined Scientology because David Miscavige, who is the leader of Scientology nowadays. Yeah. Mike Rinder is his name. Mike Rinder. Yeah. He told, he, he says, well, we got to think into the future. We can't give them the numbers that are now. We have to think about what they'll be in a couple years and yeah. tell them that. When in reality, there were 1,500 people in all of Australia that had joined Scientology. But the people in Scientology were being told that it was millions upon millions of people. And so it's Ugh. just this huge, um, just this huge cult. And some of their beliefs, you know, that they can overcome things mentally, but they also believe that this is just one phase yeah, of one one life. blip of their full life yeah so anything that happens disconnecting from a family member um losing millions of dollars to scientology it's not going to matter in the end because once you discard this body you reincarnate and come back as something else and so ron l hubbard they have <laughs> this is so dumb it's so weird they have a huge mansion that remains empty they have people from the sea org so this is an example of how people from the sea org are used in the mansion they work for scientology in this empty mansion constantly cleaning laying out his pajamas ron l hubbard's pajamas yeah they have like his favorite cigarettes his favorite cigarettes his favorite alcohol like whatever it is and they turn down his sheets every night. They wash his sheets every day in preparation for him to come back. They've even mowed the lawn a certain way or something like that as in a Scientology symbol. What I don't know what it is. So that when his soul starts to come back to Earth, he can find the mansion and and go there. <laughs> now, this is not the craziest thing that no, Scientology is talking about believes. the aliens. They believe in a galactic ruler named Xenu. Every Scientologist, if you know a Scientologist, will deny this, that this is a belief (laughs) of Scientology because they truly believe that if they admit to knowing about Xenu or believing in Xenu, then you're going to die. So it's actually pretty, it's sad because they'll never admit this to anybody because they don't want you to die. But they believe in this galactic ruler named Xenu that is just gonna kill i guess they're gonna wipe <laughs> out the planet and so uh. you know with mike rinder and leah rumini are saying like we we would deny it so he was on like good morning america talking about it and the interviewer was like before he left Scientology. before he left scientology and was like so what is this xenu thing and he would say that doesn't that sound ridiculous that's not real that's not <laughs> anything about scientology but really it's a core belief in scientology that they're, they've said, don't tell anybody about it because then they're going to die right then and there. Xenu's going to snap them. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just craziness. It's absolute craziness. And so all these people that are in this documentary, leaving is a true obstacle, mm-hmm. nearly impossible. Yeah. So when those who do end up leaving, because especially for those who have lived, who have been in Scientology their entire lives, which a lot of these people have been, Everything's paid for. They're they they pretty much have one duty they they do. They have to obey. Uh, they if they don't, then they're punished severely by like 
crawling around on your hands and knees for getting hours punched. on hours, getting yeah. getting beaten up, getting yeah. punched, crazy things. But even by their leader, David Miscavige, who 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 is known to be very physically abusive, mm-hmm. to um, on top of the a number of things that he's uh, allegedly guilty for. Um, so when people do leave Scientology, they're 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 pretty much a baby to the world. Mm-hmm. They're right. They're complete. Their their ideology. They, they're taught that the world is evil and that they're they that the world is is full of of negativity. Yeah. And even in their schools, they're not taught the same things as like we were taught. So I remember this one story. Someone said that they were a teenager, and they went out. You know, they're allowed to like go out and recruit people for Scientology, and they her and her friends ran into some other teenagers and just she said that they went back and had to use a dictionary to figure out some of the words that they were saying because they weren't taught those common english words and so it's like they're not taught things that were taught in school they're not um they're never given i think someone if i remember correctly in the 15 years he was in scientology he made fifteen thousand dollars by working so they work non-stop i yeah. mean they're always working yeah. but they get paid like not enough they don't have to pay bills they you know they live and eat scientology everything and so when they get out they have nothing absolutely nothing no, exper- no experience no no money no knowledge of no real life no real world knowledge mm-hmm. uh and <laughs> to make matters worse when they do leave Scientology makes uh, hate They're websites. Like a crazy ex-girlfriend. They make hate websites about uh-huh. and try to discredit everything. If we get a hate website, oh, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so okay. let me. So, so be- yeah, yeah, before yeah. before okay, cool, you cool, cool, get cool. into that, let me finish this okay. thought. And uh, so they get these hate websites, right? And uh, Leah Rumini has several. Mike Rinder has has a little more than her. Mm-hmm. Other people have one or two. The the person who has the most hate websites over 100 mm-hmm. hate who have internet websites a, a singular website that is all trying to discredit as to why this person left uh, why this person is wrong about Scientology because they're talking bad about it the, who has more than 100 of these singular websites is David Miscavige's father mm-hmm. David Miscavige, who was on the documentary actually who, who was on yeah. the documentary. And he has over 100 websites made by David Miscavige himself yep. trying to discredit everything that did that. Which is actually really funny, his story, because he was in Scientology. David Miscavige, his son, joined at like 15, whatever. He grew up in ranks. He became the top dog. His father ended up joining the Sea Org with him, with him there. He would be like, if he even said, hey, Dave, how are you doing? His father he would be punished for it. Like he couldn't address him. He had to, it had to be sir talking to his son saying, sir. And then one day David Miscavige gives him an iPad and forgets to disconnect the internet from it. And so he was like, Oh, you know what? I've been hearing that Scientology is doing so great. Let me Google how great it's doing. And then he comes across all the things that we know Scientology is a scam and it's whatever it's a cult and he leaves right then and there. It was one Google search that caused him to leave. And so the hate websites are one thing. But another thing that they do is they send um, private investigators yeah, yeah. onto like like hounds onto people. So they pay for homes. Undercover. Undercover, yeah. They pay for 
actual homes, like they buy homes next to the people who have left Scientology and they house these PIs. And so every move they make is being documented. They're constantly being recorded. Their trash is going, is being sorted through by these people. They're like, they're trying to find dirt. Yeah. Like it's nonstop. Make more hate websites. Uh Uh-huh. And I've been trying to get a hate website made about myself. Uh, so that would literally be the best thing that would, in the entire yeah, world. Similar, you know, with Xi Jinping when they ban us when when China banned PewDiePie several years yep. ago, yep. and we tried to get banned by Xi Jinping himself. Uh, I'm trying to get a hate website by the Scientologists. Mm-hmm. So I found them on Twitter, and I've just been kind of spamming them a little bit. And then, now, one thing you need to know about the their the Scientology's uh, Scientologists, one thing. Let me start over. <laughs> One thing you need to know about the Scientologist leader, David Miscavige, the guy who who makes hate websites about his own father, mm-hmm. he is he is incredibly short. I did not know this until I was on uh, I was watching the documentary with documentary with you, mm-hmm. and there's a video of him standing next to Tom Cruise, who is notoriously short. Who is yeah, he's he's a known short guy. He's five. Uh, he's five seven, I believe, and uh, I'm gonna share my screen with you, Abby, so you can see with me. See, so Tom Cruise is short; he's five seven. David Miscavige, he's five three. That's shorter than me. David Miscavige is five three. Now, you see this? Look at this photo here. Him standing next to this lady. Ugh, he just looks crazy. He's this is him right here. This underneath the the, the yeah. Israel map. He's he's five three, which to me makes sense. <laughs> to he's, why he's so violent? To why he's because to why he's so violent? Be, there's got there's got to be some little man. It's a little man thing. It is. He's got to be the toughest. He's got to be the meanest, yeah. the most abusive because he's he's five three, dude. And it's so he had like these um the all these men that surrounded him, like worked with him, like the I don't know what they call them, the directors or something, and it made me laugh because one of the men that he beat up he said he just walked into the room and he was like oh hey well like just casually and he goes david miscavige goes you see the way he talks to me and he said it was like the scene from elf (laughs) (laughs) with peter dinklage when he jumps up on the table he goes he jumped up on the table and he ran across the table and tackled him and started beating him and so Everybody oh else gosh. in the room, they don't do anything because they're afraid of being targeted next. And they're also told to respect. Yeah. And so these people are getting beat and nobody's doing anything. Well, I'm do- we're doing by something. This, by this little man. We're doing something. Give me a hate website. Ready? So I found Scientology Scientology on Twitter. And they're constantly posting things every day. But and I, I've been goofing on them a little bit. And I know it's, I know it's mean. And I know it's mean to make they're fun mean. of a short person. But... I never, David Miscavige, he needs to get made fun of. One, because he's a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He needs to be taken down a few more notches than he just <laughs> And also, one. I'm trying to get a hate website. Yeah. And that is the which, main goal. That's here. the main goal. Scientology. Give me a hate website. Uh-huh. Uh, I found them on Twitter. And uh, they tweet stuff every day, every day, little links and stuff and what they're doing. One tweet says, 
to meet the ever-growing demand for Dianetics and Scientology services, as well as church-sponsored social betterment programs, blah, blah, blah. David Miscavige personally committed to accomplishing the goal of bringing all Scientology churches to the standard of ideal. And then I said, LOL, you said ever-growing. It's ironic because David Miscavige is never growing. Seriously, did he stop growing at the age of nine? And uh, I got a couple likes. There, there are a few people on here that that are, uh, they're, that they're liking it. Wow. And then uh, another tweet was, Mr. David Miscavige's accomplishments. And then I said, accomplishment number one, be short. And then You're cyberbullying, David am. Miscavige. And then the, the last one I'll share is uh, a question. It's like a Q, it's Q, it has like a Q&A. And it says, Q, what moral codes do Scientologists live by? A, revision. And then I, I said, revision, A. Uh, excuse me, let me, I butchered that. Q, what does, what moral codes do Scientologists live by? A, and then they have a link. Like they're, they're going to have, there's a link to their moral codes. And then I commented saying, revision, A, none. And then I said, also, A, be short. <laughs> so uh, I get a few likes, nothing crazy. I haven't got a hate, hate website yet, but Scientology, listen to me. Give me a hate website, dude. I want a hate website. No, That's all no I we don't want one. Don't do it. You guys smell. David Miscavige, you're short. You're 5'3", dude. Try to... Dude, David Miscavige, dude. Try me, dude. Dude, David Miscavige, try. Try to fight me. Watch... Dude, dude. Usually I'm a... He's six foot. I'm six foot, dog. Usually I'm a pacifist. But boy, you come up on me, I'm a pass these fists. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, that was, was tight. So... Um, so, uh Yeah. Yeah. So the main reason she made this documentary was because the Church of Scientology is taxes exempt. Yeah. And so the government views them as a church. And because they're tax exempt, they're allowed to do a whole bunch of stuff. And they're really just allowed to exist because they are tax exempt. So she makes this documentary to say, like, write to your... Right to your your local officials. Local officials like to to to, to, to do this. Tell the story. Like she was putting these people's stories out here to show that they're not a church, they're an abusive organization. They're an abusive that cult, honestly. Are ruining families yeah. and all this fun stuff. So if you're interested in a very interesting documentary, check it out. You have to watch it. It's on Netflix. You can learn more, and uh, it's it's cool. If you want to join Scientology, don't 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 do it. And uh, help me get banned, or help me get a uh, get me, help me get a hate website. And we're also still trying to get banned from China. Wait, I think it might actually be cool to go someday. No, if PewDiePie can't go to China, I don't want to go to True. China. True. Solidarity. Solidarity. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. This has been a, another episode of Eardit Podcast, talking about all of the crap that don't matter. Well, I guess this doesn't matter. Yeah, I should change. Matter. This one matters. I should change that because we talk about things that do actually matter. We talk about a lot of pop culture, a lot of current events stuff. Yeah, we'll change it. We shifted. We're we're ever growing, dude, that's okay. and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know who's not ever growing? David, David Miscavige. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, guess what? Follow us on Instagram at Eardip Podcast. We're posting stuff pretty much sometimes, and uh, and buy some merch, man, please. It's so cool that people are buying stuff, and I think it's awesome. And I think everyone in the world should have should have some ear dip stuff. I'm going to send some, I'm going to send an extra small ear dip hoodie to David Miscavige himself, and he's going to wear it, and it's going to be sick. 
and we're gonna get it on. Uh, we're gonna get it on. We're gonna get it on on our Instagram. So it's a, it's a well, look at that. Buy buy a sweater, and you'll maybe you'll be on Instagram. If you have some EDP merch, send us a photo through Tag. Instagram. Tag us. Tag. Send us a DM or whatever. Don't be weird about it. <laughs>